Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, Touching Success, where I cover special education issues. Today is a day of companionship from Sterling, my African Grey, and my name is Joy. Today I want to discuss something called LRE, or Least Restrictive Environment. It is a very important part of IEPs, Individual Education Plans, which is covered by the law IDEA. So what is so important about LRE? It helps to determine where students will spend their school days and how they will spend their school days. So it's something that always gets looked at very carefully during an IEP meeting. So when Congress created IDEA, special ed law, they wanted to make sure that a child gets all of their needs met in the correct environment. Their main goal was to make sure that kids who are able to can go into a mainstream environment or a full inclusion environment and keep up with the classroom, maybe with a little bit of extra support here and there. But the idea was to make sure that they're not automatically put into a classroom for disabled kids just because they have a disability, which unfortunately still happens. But I like to think that it happens a little less often than it used to. There's different options that we use to help children be able to become mainstream but need a little bit of extra support such as a paraprofessional who will sit with the child and help them read the board if it's needed or help them stay on track if the kid tends to get up and wander around, interprets things for them if they're learning disabled and can't quite read what's going on on the board. Sometimes that paraprofessional will only be in the classroom with the child at certain times of the day, think times that are maybe more difficult for the child than at other times. So let's say a social studies class is always real super busy, lots of projects going on. A paraprofessional might sit with the child and help them stay focused with all the chaos going on around them. Sometimes the kid will have the teacher, the specialist, sit in the classroom with them and help them learn their skills in the context of the classroom of what the teacher is doing. So I have sat with children during reading class and worked with them while they were learning to read in order to help them be able to stay with their peers, but at the same time, they needed that extra support in learning to read. And sometimes it's a mix. Sometimes a child gets a push-in, is what we call it when an aide or a teacher comes in and works with them. And sometimes it's a pull-out, which is when an aide or a teacher takes them out of the classroom for an hour or so to work with them outside the classroom and teach them the skills that they need so they can be successful while they're in the classroom. Now, when it comes to the least restrictive environment, a district has to provide students and parents more than one option of where they can go. In some cases, there are schools that are designed specifically to work with students who have specific disabilities. Schools like schools for the blind, schools for the deaf, there's schools for kids who have emotional disabilities, things like that. And if it's available within the area, then the school has to offer that as a choice to the parents. Then there are other settings, like your mainstream setting. You have to explain why or why not you think that's a good option, but it has to be discussed. There are also self-contained classrooms where the kids spend their entire day in a classroom with other special needs students. 
There's lots of good reasons for having a child go into that setting. There's settings where they spend half of the day in one, like mainstream, and half the day in another setting, and that can work out really well for the child too. So there's different options, and they have to be pre presented at the IEP meeting, and you have to go over why or why not those are good options, and those have to get written down in the IEP meeting, and the specialists and the school district can offer why they think one is better than the other, but it's got to be a joint agreement between the family and between the school district and the specialist for it all to work out well. Part of the reason there are so many options is just because every child is so very unique in their needs. Some kids who have autism don't do well in classrooms that have a lot of kids around them and a lot of noise. Even simple as the lights above their head can cause problems as I've talked about in the past. And so that needs to all be taken into consideration when placing a child. For example, I did work with a student for a while who liked to eat her friend's papers when she felt like her friend was ignoring her. And so for that child, our LRE for her was to have her with an aide who would sit with her and prevent that kind of behavior. But then she started some other behaviors we weren't sure about. So we did what we call the reverse mainstream where she was assigned to a special needs classroom, but she would come into the mainstream classroom to get some of her academics because she was a bright child. It was just these behaviors that were kind of causing us some problems in the classroom. Kids who are deaf or hard of hearing, sometimes they don't do well in a classroom that's full of a lot of noise and a lot of movement going on. So those kids, sometimes it's looked at as to whether or not they should go to the school for the deaf. And the same thing with the school for the blind. And here's one of the things about this restriction environment that I think confuses most people, but it helped me to understand it when it was pointed out to me. The school for the blind has everything accessible to the blind. The books in the library are all set up for it. The books in the classroom are set up for it. Things around the school are adapted for the blind. So if you think about it, a school for the blind with all things adapted for the blind is actually a least restrictive environment for the kids to access their education. Whereas when they're in a mainstream environment, nothing is adapted for them other than what the teacher or the visually impaired can adapt for them. And that's on the fly a lot of the time just because of the way mainstream environment works. So that's what really helped me understand what LRE actually meant. It meant an environment that the kid can more easily access their education and it's something to take into account at the IEP meeting when you are discussing placement for LRE. However, just because the school for the blind or the school for the deaf is adapted for children with those needs, it does not mean that we necessarily want to automatically take these children and throw them into those schools. If there is any way possible, any way possible to keep the kid in a mainstream environment or at a school set up maybe with a program for the deaf or for the blind or for the learning disabled and so on, then we want to keep them at that school. But if the child is really struggling, considering school for the blind, 
is still an option that should be considered our school for the deaf or the school for learning disabilities or for emotional disabilities it could just be a temporary placement sometimes kids are placed at one of these specialized schools or specialized programs until they get settled down and get the skills down that they need in order to be able to function in a mainstream environment. It's just something that you want to put on the table and make sure it's really discussed thoroughly and what the options are. And that is how I learned about how least restrictive environment really works if you do it right. What can be a little bit frustrating about the discussion of least restrictive environment is sometimes the parents do not agree with you about the best placement for where the student should be going, whether it's a specialized school, specialized placement for a program, any number of things. And sometimes the parents do not want it at all, even though you can point and show them how the child is struggling within their mainstream classroom. Sometimes they have good ideas like, can we provide them with an aid? And you can do something like, okay, let's do an aid for three months and see if there's an improvement in behavior or improvement in skill building, any number of things. But a lot of times you've already tried all that before you've reached this point of saying the child needs to go to a specialized program or move into maybe a self-contained classroom. And then sometimes the parents come to you and say, hey, I heard about this program in your district and I'd really like my kid to go to it. And then that's great. You call a addendum, which is like an IEP meeting between IEP meetings, and you get it all set up and ready to go. One thing also to keep in mind is if the child is placed into a program that maybe it's across the district from where you live, the school is supposed to provide the busing to get the child there. So make sure you check into that and it goes on the IEP as well. And there's usually somebody in the district who that handles all the busing issues. And you have to give them a bit of a break. It takes a couple of weeks for them to get it up and going, but you will not, after it gets going, have to worry about driving Clara across in the morning, then driving back home or driving to your workplace, which could be in the other direction. So make sure you check into busing issues if it is a program that is not local to your current school area. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what least restrictive environment is not. It is not designed to provide the child with the Stanford or the best version of education at all in the entire area for miles and miles and miles. It's not intended for that. It's intended for the best possible placement for where the child will be successful within the district. So I have had parents who have asked for us to place children in another district to go to a different kind of program that the district I was working in didn't have. I've also had parents request to send their kids out of state and have the district pay for it because they felt that there was a program the child would do better in outside of our district. That's not what LRE is all about, so don't ask for that one. Or if you want to ask for it, you can, but don't expect a yes. LRE is also not intended to be a way of asking for a specific teacher that you feel your child would do best under or has done better under in other situations. You don't get to do that either. 
you can request, of course, and the school can say yes or the school can say no, but LRE is not intended for pick a teacher time. Least restrictive environment is 100% all about what is the best placement for the child to get all of their needs met educationally. So that's why sometimes you can have these mixes of a child goes to math class for some of it because maybe they're a genius at math and they find math way too easy within the classroom setting they're currently in. Sometimes the kids get to go to physical education with their peers and have a great time doing that. So it's all kind of based upon what the child's needs are and you can create that schedule as best as you can during the IEP meeting. Sometimes you have to come back to like an addendum after everything's signed off just to set up a program for the child for least restrictive environment. So least restrictive environment is essentially a way that Congress wanted to make sure that children with disabilities can get enrolled into mainstream classes or be fully included with kids who are in mainstream classes. So that's what is exciting about it is children who have any kind of disability are not just automatically shoved off to the side and treated as less than. So yay for Congress for creating IDEA with LRE built in. So special ed law has the IEP, which has in it the LRE. So there are your initials for the day and your quiz. IDEA, Individual Education Act, and IEP, Individual Education Plan, LRE, Least Restrictive Environment. There's a true story that happened to one of my friends on Facebook, and I've spent quite a bit of time trying to find it again, and I can't. So I'm going to just sort of summarize what I remember out of it, and I hope that I get it correct. Essentially, she was born most of the time needing a wheelchair, but she can get around with some crutches. And she had the problem of when she was that disabled, they thought that she was also mentally ill as well. And they put her off in a corner to basically do nothing all day long at school. That is the opposite of the intention of special education law. And I hope to never hear about that kind of thing again in a school environment. And then there's my own husband who has a disability and he has a hard time walking uh, on and off throughout his life. And he was included into the classroom and uh, did what the other kids did and what have you. He struggled because his muscles are weak, but he still managed to get along. So I think it's almost kind of strange how two people from a very similar environment were treated differently. And that's bad on us, you know? The teachers and the specialists and everybody, we shouldn't assume anything about the capabilities of children's cognitive functioning just because their body does not work as well as they or anybody else would like. So just something to keep in mind when a child comes and knocks on your door and you get to have them in your classroom, don't assume that if they are struggling physically in some way, it means that they're not super smart because this person is now a doctor with of psychology 
and I think that's truly quite awesome. And so go her. And it's a hard road she had to walk through all the way through college. She talks about it. And so I will keep looking for that story. And if I find it, I'll attach it on. So until I find that story, that's all for today. And I hope that this stuff is proving useful. Please keep downloading and listening to it. And know that my email address is emailjoy at touchingsuccess.education. So emailjoy at touchingsuccess.education. And I hope to hear from you.